see. Yeah, dude, I had my so I had my computer on, but I had my it's a laptop, and so I had the lid like almost closed, and the cat yeah. jumped up and closed the lid, so it shut, it stopped Zoom. And, uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. I was wondering why you just shut it off. That's yeah, funny. it was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Dude, cats! This little, this little kitten we got. Um, well, you're gonna euthanize it after that, right? <laughs> hey, it's, <laughs> I would. It's my daughter's though, so. <laughs> well, just do it. Like my parents were like, "Oh shit, it ran away." <laughs> or like my mom did. That's, hey, that's what my mom did when uh when she accidentally put the cat in the dryer. Um, yeah, I know it's you know that's kind of a weird sentence. So what happened was um, the cat was in the laundry basket, and my mom. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, no, apparently she had let it out, let like the wet clothes, like dry or something, or like sit out, and um, yeah. the cat was like for some reason playing in that set of clothes, and she just literally just tossed it in the dryer without even looking, and Dude. just hit full blast, and then she's like, "What's that sound?" And then. <laughs> It was She's dead. Like, well, yeah, yeah, because she didn't realize the sound at first until she no. came back out, and that thing was dead. Yeah. Dude, was it a hairless? Yeah, I remember Angel oh, telling yeah, me very that hairy story. Cat. <laughs> very hairy cat. I remember Angel telling me that story, and I remember now because of that, because I, I remember that I actually check my dryer every fucking time, like nuts. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Do one of my cats get in there? <laughs> also i i just got because katie does this thing where she'll buy switch games but she doesn't play them unless she's done with another one so nice. she bought, uh, mario 3d and didn't play it she didn't oh it. sweet i bought but, that too but you know what i hate about it what that tell me why bucks? the what yes that it's 60 dollars, <laughs> but i didn't have to pay it luckily but tell me why the fuck we live in you know the 21st century and then mario fucking 64 has border lines on it i don't want to be that fucking guy but i'm sorry are you because it's it's basic and it's it's emulation. It's not it's not a remaster or a remake by any by any means. It's straight up like an emulation that you would have on your PC. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's exactly. a really lazy import by Nintendo to charge sixty dollars. And honestly, like yeah. obviously, it's like it's cool. I'm excited to play all sure. of them. But yeah, you're paid. right. It's the fucking emulation. And how the mm-hmm. fuck are other people not like? Because you know, uh, obviously. Um, Nintendo has a stick up their ass about emulators, you know, because that's like everyone just wants to play old N64 games. Um, but like, it's so fucked for them to be like, yeah, we fuck emulators. And then now they just release all these games that are emulations, but they don't change anything. Yep. $60? Like, fuck you guys. They're just mad because they're not making games. money. Yeah. 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 I and think Nintendo, Nintendo's crooked, dude. I fucking Nintendo has, well, the, the funny thing about Nintendo is they have a monopoly on themselves because no one has Mario. Like, they have mm-hmm. Mario. And if you want to play Mario on the Switch, well, or Super Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, you know, you're going to do it their way. And that's by, you know, a lazy means of import through emulation. And then we're going to charge you 60 bucks. And guess what? You're going to pay for it. Fuck you. And that's kind of, you know, it's like, you know, I think that's an old South Park episode. Hey, it's like, fuck you. you, You'll buy it. You know? know? Um, So, hey, by the way, do you hear my fan in the background quite? Is it loud? Super loud? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It is. Okay. I'm going to turn this off here. Literally I'm sh- three fans. I'm gonna stream tonight. I'm gonna stream Warzone because I've been gone for like three days. Nice, like, dude. I've been fucking murdering it at Warzone, dude. I'm 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 better at the multiplayer. I've learned than Warzone. I'm like, dude, play Warzone with me. Let's play tonight. We'll stream it tonight. Me I, and you. I, I am wa- I am watching the boys with the lady tonight. Unfortunately, but what episode are you on? 
We are on the not this last one that just came out, but the one before. That's what I'm on. Episode seven. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it too. <laughs> episode yeah. seven and eight. It comes out at like three a.m. my time, so I'll be up. Oh wait, what's your time? Where are you? Where are you at? I'm on uh, East Coast. East Coast. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. <clears throat> he works. He works in the, the Florida. I love that background, Johnny. Dude, you know what's fun? No one fucking cares, dude. I tried so hard. I it's because fucking. Yeah, I know. I think you probably found the same thing I did, where it's like a like like a subreddit or something with a whole bunch of different Zoom backgrounds. Yeah, <laughs> I had this one, and then everyone was like, "Oh, that's funny," and I'm like, "Ah, don't laugh at it. You already you made it worse." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's because like you know at the beginning when everyone found Zoom, they're like, "Oh, backgrounds," and like, yeah, I got kind of. No, I have not seen that one before. This is Sugar Gay. Have you seen that video? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the best. I think it's the greatest online video of all time. Is that the one where he gets really angry? Yeah, it's the one where it's like he comes out of a club and then very faintly you just hear a kid go, Sugar Gay. And then all the no, I say no, he just says more like Sugar Gay. And then Ian McGrath from Sugar Ray goes, Everyone move. Who said that? Who said that shit? Who said that shit, kid? You think you're funny? And like, for eight minutes, he just goes off on this fucking weird tirade. But the funniest part about it is the tirade is hilarious. Like, the shit Ian McGrath is saying the entire time is co- comedic gold. Like, there's points where, like, this guy is like, yo, can I get a photo of you? And he goes, yeah, if you beat that fucker's ass. And then he, like, takes a photo <laughs> of the fan, and then he goes, fuck you, bro. And then he's, like, signing autographs while he's, like, just going off on this guy. It, it's a series. I know I've seen the video, but I can't remember if it was a skit or not. Like in my brain, it's fucking it's like, for real, dude. Oh, it's real. Okay. And it's the, but it's it's great. And I think the thing is, is like, you know, like, it's we have like a cancel culture. Nice. We have like a thing where like people will always like. Derek's in the stadium now. He's in a stadium now. That's cool. Not, <laughs> <laughs> dude, his name is Mark McGrath, you ho. Oh, that's Sorry, right. Mark yeah, it's not Ian. McGrath. McGrath. <laughs> I heard <laughs> Ian McGrath too, and I was like, I think that's wrong. It's Mark. You know, you're right. It's Mark McGrath. But I think the thing is, is, like, when you see something like this, like, I think you would look back and you'd be like, oh, man, what's up, Mike? This guy's an asshole. This guy's a dick, right? Yeah. But I think the reason why people didn't do that is because he was so fucking funny yeah. while grilling this guy where everyone was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Just because this fucking kid said sugar gay. Well, it's, you know, it's funny because he's probably heard that a million times. And he's like, fuck this. Like, I am done. I've had it up to here with sugar gay. Okay, We are sugar ray. <laughs> yeah, the not last sugar time gay. I'm going to hear this. <laughs> sugar ray. Um, the funny thing about that video is he said it comes back to haunt him like every two years. It happened in like 2000. He should own it. And, he should just yeah, I know. He does. It. He does own it nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like it comes back every is, two years and it gets popular it's super funny well that's the thing that's so funny too is like if he ever like feels bad or think about it like if he were to tell anyone like yo was this fucked up they'd all be like no dude you're fucking hilarious that was awesome because oh, yeah. even though he's the douchebag in this whole thing it's like the way like the fact that he's smiling with fans and being like a nice person to everybody else but this one fucking kid <laughs> And he's just going off on this kid the whole time. It's awesome. Michael, how you doing, buddy? Good, dude. How are you? Good, man. You look good. You look really nice. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, oh, yeah. You got your hair slicked back? Yeah. yeah okay. nice. Let's get a side profile. Let's get a side profile. Know. Well, no, I don't really want to. It's not. I, you, I did it myself. So I don't you, you look like the host from Blue's Clues with that shirt. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? I got that type of shirt. <laughs> I think I look like a heroin addict. Why? It's filled with holes. Why are you black and white? <laughs> Oh, because my yeah, was kind of shitty and I couldn't get it optimized. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it just goes to black uh, and white. Yeah, it just goes to black and white. <laughs> oh, geez. speaking of black and white, I'm I'm doing the the new David Fincher film. Oh, um, what's it called? Mank. 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 M a n k. M a n k. Mank. What is Mank? Really like dope. Yeah, it's a uh, it's Mankiewicz or something. It's the the name of the screenwriter for um, Citizen Kane. It's all about like the dude writing Citizen Kane. Uh, and like Orson Welles being a dick to him, and like all the stress that like went into writing Citizen Kane. That's and it's all black and white, and like 1930s feeling. And uh, Charles Dance is um, William Randolph Hearst. It looks really cool. It looks like a really good movie. What was the last movie Fincher did? Because I know it's been a minute. It has... I feel like it's Gone Girl. Was it Gone Girl? It's been that long. I thought it feels like I'm on like I can actually fact check this now. Yeah, fact check it, baby. We'll fact check. Um, it. He doesn't make that many movies. Yeah. I, I do, after Michael's done with that, I just want to say this. I have kind of a nutso like, story to tell you guys about comics and my brother. That's I want to hear all the tease. It's tease. It's a little, <laughs> a little tease. I'm going to tell Michael gets this answer because – and my, my brother's still dealing with it technically. But, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, the last movie he directed was Gone Girl. He directed seven episodes of Mindhunter, which is a very – Oh yeah, he's been doing TV. That's why. Mm-hmm. Ever since 2014, he's been doing House of Cards and Mindhunter and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's why he's been doing other other shit. Yeah. He also right. directed the suit and tie Justin Timberlake Jay Z uh, video. That's hilarious. Great. That's a great video. <laughs> I think it is a great video, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's popping. Yeah. It's popping. Um, okay, so what happened was, so I get home right. I was in San Diego the last couple of days, and I get home. And my brother goes, guess what just happened? And I said, what? And he goes, I just got a random notification that I bought a Spider-Man comic for $5,000 on eBay. And it wasn't my card, but it was my address. That's scary. So I was like, that's weird. So he shows me, and it's the Amazing Fantasy. Like number one? Yeah. So then I was like, this isn't the correct comic. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, that's too cheap. That's way too cheap for the Amazing Fantasy. So you're not getting... You're not getting that comic, actually. There's, there's some weird shit about it. So obviously he called eBay, and eBay was like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And they canceled it right away. And he had, like, weird suspicious activity on his Google account. And it was weird that they didn't use his card and all this shit. Um, but then uh, he emails the guy to apologize. Like, hey, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't order this. This wasn't my card. Like, the name on the card wasn't mine. Like, this, this clearly wasn't me. And then the guy just was being like a dick to him. And the guy was super mad because eBay like canceled it. And my brother's like, look, I get it sucks. Um, you know, whatever. And the guy just keeps going off on Matt over and over and over again. So then Matt starts going back off on him. And he says shit like, what are you going to do? Like, get ninja, like throw ninja stars at me that you bought at Comic-Con, buddy? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it, so it, it's, it's nuts. And like, they both have all of each other's information. So I was like, Matt, oh, stop. No. <laughs> stop, dude. Yeah there's, yeah, there's crazy people out there. Yeah, so then he was like, oh, okay. And then my brother just ended it with, listen, it's fun arguing on eBay about this shit, but I'm just going to call it a night. Um, but I'm yeah. looking at Amazing Fantasy 15, which is the first appearance of Spider-Man. And uh, there was an auction in 2016 where it sold for 454 uh, $100,000. And then it sold a 9.4 near mint copy sold recently um, for 5.7 million. Why? Uh, first appearance oh. of Spider-Man. Oh, very first appearance. Like, yeah. 
first yeah where he's like oh. swinging and holding the guy amazing fantasy. oh oh wow yeah so wait it took up until what issue of that that run 15 so what was the first 15 issues about i think just like random because it like marvel used to do that shit all the time where they would like have like you know like tales to astonish and it would just be like a rotating cast of characters just doing oh i see whatever you know and then eventually they would uh streamline it a little bit and pick a character because that should happen with the uh, fantastic four too yeah yeah and it was kind of weird too i guess it's like the timing that it all came out because the hulk wasn't even the hulk the hulk wasn't an ant-man comic right mike no the hulk first debuted in a, in a hulk comic oh, okay um yeah, that he he first debuted in The Incredible Hulk, but like Namor didn't wasn't in a, like a Namor comic. The Human Torch wasn't in a Human Torch comic. They were all right. in like uh, umbrella books because they would just basically fucking throw characters at the wall in all of these books until one got popular, and then they would go, "Oh shit!" Like let's just do because Spider Man was not an yeah. amazing fantasy very long. People loved him, and then they're like, "Oh, give this guy his own book." Yeah, it's so he got his. Own Did book. the Amazing Fantasy <laughs> continue after Spider after Spider Man got big? Uh, I think so. I, I don't really know. I mean, do you I think, think that they probably they used kind of, that as a? I think they switched it. Over. I think they. I think no. I think they probably entirely switched it over because I think that's why he's the Amazing Spider-Man because it went from Amazing Fantasy and then they right. rebranded Amazing Fantasy to the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, but, that makes sense. You know, it would it would be a smart thing to have the Amazing Fantasy to test out stories, and then if shit didn't work or didn't sell or people hated it, then they could be like, "Fuck it, we're just not going to touch it." But yeah. then if someone was like, "Oh, this is badass," and they'd be like, "All right." We're, we're pushing this one. I mean, a bunch of Marvel's characters are like that. You know, like Wolverine debuted in a Hulk comic. Like, a bunch of the guys that ended up getting big were just throwaway characters and other Like stories. Punisher? Yeah, Punisher. Punisher. That, yeah, that I know. Yeah. Um, Punisher is so lame. I think, I, I like, I love Punisher, but I just think, like, early Punisher was the stupid, like, he looks so stupid. I think, I think it's one of the most, uh, well, I know this is different, obviously, it's TV, but um, underrated shows on netflix like i don't hear anyone talk about the punisher and i think it's one of the best shows it's on cool. netflix it's good it's i think really the cool. first i think the first season was fantastic yeah second season not as good but still really really good um at the way it ended though i'm you know not no spoilers but man i, I laughed out loud i'm like wow that was like <laughs> i mean it was pretty I mean, if you guys remember the very last episode of season two but um, i don't you just i haven't finished it it's not really a spoiler but he just unleashes on people it's just like like oh wow you guys are all just like just murdering dead. people no, just well yeah i mean they're they seemingly bad people but who knows there could have been a guy there it was his first day <laughs> like on the job of this thing and he's like i'm not a criminal yet and then but then you know the punisher comes in and he's like no mercy just fucking just that's always been his thing that's why he's on no superhero teams because yeah he's an anti-hero right? could justify working with him. yeah yeah uh, what's the, what's mean, the definition some, what's the definition of an anti-hero uh it's a guy that not heroic, but he but, but but he can't but he can do the right thing. That's I true. think so. Like when you look at when you look at like Han Solo, mm-hmm. like most of the shit Han Solo does, is, yeah, he's illegal. He's a he would be a bad guy in anything else, but because of what he did for Luke and Leia and everybody, he became a hero through that. But he's See, still a piece say, of shit. I would say though, like I don't know. I thought Solo hit it pretty good on the head with uh with Kira Kira telling him like you know I know who you are. You're the good guy, and like I think he is. I, I didn't think he is. is. He, yeah, if he's, can he really be a bad guy if like he's smuggling and sure breaking the law, but he's breaking the empire's laws. He's breaking evil yeah. laws 
from bad people. So if you're, but he's also, but he's also fucked over. Like he's had to have fucked over other people. Just like how he treated the Luke interaction in episode four. You know that that dude has fucked over some all right people. Yeah. He fucks, <laughs> over, drug, he fucks over drug Lords and the emperor. Like that's all that, that's all that he fucks with. Like who cares about drug Lords and the emperor? And it always brings a lady for him to like come to his senses a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Arts, but that doesn't make you a bad guy. So do you think that um, what's his, what's be his in the movie? Me Too movement? Probably. Yeah, might be canceled by now. <laughs> so, so with that being said, do you think that like uh, Star Lord would be like an antihero? Because he, he's kind of the same. He's the same fucking character, right? I, I always consider antiheroes to be like. Um, I mean, yes, definitely like not in heroic, I suppose, to a degree, but more selfish than anything, self-serving. Which means, like, you know, like, that's why I always considered Deathstroke a little self-serving, because he was just out for the biggest paycheck, in a sense. And he's yeah. also been a bad guy before. Like, and I think that's, yeah. a, that's a big part where, like, they can teeter back and forth between being... Right. And it just seems so happens that maybe the bad guys have more money to throw at him. So, like, does that make him a bad guy? Because there's more, you know... He just does what he's got to do. He just does what he has to do. the job, you know? Isn't that the same thing with Deadshot? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think most assassin characters could be considered anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. Just... Like bounty hunters in Star Wars. Those are all anti- anti- well, Unless yes, they're just straight up villains. They're bounty hunters, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't consider I, like Bosk an anti-hero. Yeah, That's true. They gotta Mandalorian be like a, number three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, because the anti-hero has to be like the, prota- the, the protagonist or the main thing not like a side like that's an anti like if it's the comic book dead shot like yeah it's like that's he seems like an anti-hero but if he's kind of like a side character it's hard to call him an anti-hero he's just an assassin or he's just this or that but usually we call our main when we're focusing on a main character that's not doing things for just the, the sake of goodness that would be considered anti-hero if that makes sense that might be what about what about someone um, like uh like walter white before the end because by the end you know he's definitely a villain but like yeah. in the middle I just finished it, dude. He's doing yeah, so um, for the fourth time. Yeah, but for like a cause. But there's but there's also points in the middle that he does a lot of fucked up shit, like when he gives that kid that drug that makes him super sick. Yeah, yeah, I'm I saying. Would, yeah, he, I would never consider things. Walter White even a, even an antihero because he's selling meth to people. Like yeah. I don't know, like from the very beginning, it's all kind of a power trip. But but it's kind of the. But it's that idea, because yeah, I agree with you. I they try and sell him as an antihero, but I, I never bought it, I don't think. Well, what but, about, like, what about you, you brought up selling meth. If but there like, was one, Jesse was boys. Yeah. You guys watching The Boys right now? No. Yeah. No. I haven't finished season two yet, but. Two episodes uh, behind, I, watching, yeah. watching them tonight. I, I'm all caught up fucking tomorrow night's the, the last episode, and I'm so excited. But like Frenchie, well, Frenchie's no, like, no, no spoilers. Frenchie sells no drugs spoilers. to people. This is not That's a spoiler. Frenchie's he like, used to. He used to. He's right? selling drugs and making bombs and being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would. Ne- he's definitely a hero. But isn't the society in that show like kind of like the Empire? So it's like because I guess that's my thing. It's like um, when you when you do this against a society that has kind of fucked you over, kind of like Walter society. White. That's why Wal- Walter White was all right in the beginning is because the medical system didn't have his back, and the only way to pay his medical bills was to like become a drug dealer and to make meth. So it's like yeah. his intentions at the um, in the beginning were, were honest, you know. So I guess that's my point is like, when does your intentions get bad? I think in my opinion with Breaking Bad, they get really shitty when he starts buying 
luxurious shit for him and Walt Jr., which is season, I think, four? I don't know. I would, yeah. I always was annoyed with Walter White, but, like, they, they, they do a good job of keeping you enthralled in his storyline. But I never really thought of him as, as an anti-hero. But, like, I can see why people can. For Frenchie, uh, I can see him more as an anti-hero just because uh, the stakes are so high in that show. Yeah, like the the soups are such like in comparison to to Frenchie, it it kind of it makes more sense for him to be the antihero. But in, in Walter White, it's kind of more of a regular world feel. I feel like so, but I guess that, there are like some really bad people in in uh, Breaking Bad too. So that I think that does kind of contribute to whether or not you can be an antihero. Yeah. Is like how 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 evil are you compared to the evil that surrounds you? Like yeah. you could be so much evil as long as what you're fighting is more evil than you are. Like Walter, right. it's Walter like established kind of how much more evil, evil as right. everybody else around him. Yeah, where Frenchie's like, he does some bad shit, but he's not as evil as yeah. everybody else. Yeah, it make it pretty obvious that like, he's not the most evil person in in their universe. According yeah. to Dictionary.com, an antihero is a protagonist who lacks the attributes that make a heroic figure, as nobility of mind <laughs> and spirit a life or attitude marked by action or purpose and the like. So yeah, just what we're saying. <sighs> nailed it. We got it. We got, it. We got, the, we got the definition. Guys. Next question. Sponsored by, <laughs> hey guys, guys. Um, uh, real quick, guys. I want to, um, I want to just, can we do our sponsor point uh, portion of this? Okay. Who are we sponsored by? We are sponsored by Toyota of your Belinda. Hey guys, do you guys see, do you guys need a Toyota? <laughs> right away guys make sure to head down to toyota your belinda check out the new 2020 toyota rav4 and it's twenty thousand dollars and if you put your code in johnny michael Derek, and michael <laughs> you get you get three hundred dollars taken off of that that's johnny Derek, michael and michael whatever i said the first time uh yeah i, I, actually, I think they're still making priuses too <laughs> <laughs> i was down at toyota your belinda the other day and jose was Customer service was fantastic. It was quick. It was efficient. I drive away great. my new beautiful Toyota Prius. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very nice. Um, also sponsored by audiobooks. Guys, I don't like books. I don't know if you don't like books. Wait, are we sponsored by Audible or just audiobooks in general? In general. <laughs> God damn it. God, Audible's like sitting there going, oh, you're one fucking thing, man. You're one job, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Michael missed that whole, that whole little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had to go crack another seltzer water. Oh, that sounds nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start drinking it a bit. Um, no, but one thing I wanted to say was, is Michael, is Omar from The Wire an antihero? Oh, I think, I think he's just a relatable bad guy. But he's a good guy, kind of, because he, he only fucks with people in gangs that directly um, – like in like change the way that the society like the this uh community is i think you know that's why i love omar like like he yeah obviously what he does is illegal but it's like he manipulates the situation based on like what's getting fucked over he certainly has a conscience yeah a lot of characters in that show don't but fuck that that show is so goddamn good that shows so, and he also drives a 2020 Toyota Prius. <laughs> <laughs> picked up that Toyota. <laughs> Wait, I uh, thought the wire ended before 2020, Jenny. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it ended. Like, it ended in 2000. Dude, it was dude. Like that that shit. HBO's like dramas 
Those things were the fucking shit. Like I just I've added it to my list, but I've never actually watched it. I think you it's should. on. Yeah, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. I believe it the is because the they're doing a deal with HBO right now, aren't they? Yeah, well, something like that. I don't know. I, I just got, got that at least. I'm gonna rewatch it because I haven't watched it in like eight years. But I'm going to rewatch it. But right, now, I, ju- I just now finished The Sopranos. Great. Oh yeah, I heard you watching that one too. But it's it's a good show. I think my I have one problem. I have does it hold? Does it hold up in 2020? It does. But I think my problem with it is that the show does a really cool thing where they talk a lot about like mental health amongst people that are like heavily masculine, you know, like Tony Soprano is super depressed in the show. And literally when he's depressed, all he can say is, is I don't know what's wrong. I'm fucking depressed. fucking depressed. The only thing that killed me is this is the only thing that killed me is when I was watching the Sopranos, it would be like four episodes of like deep shit happening, progression, story. And then like three episodes after that would just be, it would just be straight sad talks. Like he's, he's depressed. Look at him. He's sad. He's dealing with shit. And then like somebody else would be like, I'm depressed. I don't know what the hell's going on. And the next three episodes would all just be mental health. <laughs> it's a great show. It's, it's a, a good show. It's one of the best dialogue. <laughs> it is. It is really good dialogue. I, I did a Buddhist class uh, with, um, the guy who plays uh, Anthony's nephew in that show on Zoom. Oh, okay. Did you yeah, know they have a, a con to meet all the characters? They have a Sopranos con. That's fucking sick. I, I, I would go to that. <laughs> I would totally go to that. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it's held, but I listened to a podcast that the people went to Sopranos con. I think it's on East Coast somewhere. That's right. Probably. That would be hella yeah. fun. I went I to a totally Sopranos themed wine tasting. That was pretty fun. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? It's uh, uh, one of my one of my homegirls that sells wine. She wrote up like uh, she picked wine pairings for all the main characters, and like wrote up these giant paragraph <laughs> lists of like why the wine like was like it was all stuff, I love like, it. Bold and strong and masculine, but with delicate features on the back. That's why it pairs perfectly with this 1994. You know, like <laughs> and we just and watched an episode of The Sopranos together, and then she would just pause it and go like. Okay, now we're gonna try and shoot past the glass. Dude, back. I'm gonna. It's funny. Like now that I, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a minute. Like, what what alcohol is Batman? Dude, she does, that's like her job. She works. He's black licorice. Black licorice. Dude, what makes me angry about the Sopranos, and this is just like the instant gratification type culture we live in nowadays, is like I sat and I watched an epi- like five episodes a day, and now it's done. I don't. I can't watch it anymore. And the entire time I was watching it, I was like. There's so much you could go based on. Talk about the Soprano family in the 70s. Go talk about them in the 70s. Talk about how they first started getting into Oh, you want spinoffs? I want spinoffs, dude. (laughs) I I want it. Oh, I don't want spinoffs. And a lot of people, the writers are amazing. I respect the writers for being like heavy on it because they were going to do a spinoff of exactly that, of the Sopranos in like the 70s where Tony Soprano was like a young kid. And then like his dad, who's a big part of the show, but never actually in the show. It's like about him. Um, but the writers, I mean, The Sopranos is a very special show. And I think that they know that, like, they just need to keep it with where it's what at. What if they had, now I know nothing. I have never, I haven't seen one episode of The Sopranos. I know it's a classic show. Um, and, um, you know, I obviously know what it's about to an extent. But, and I, I've, but I've watched, I've seen the last scene because it's so pop, you know, so famous. What Do if, I talk about it? What if, they said we're doing like West Wing style thing where they come back, you know, West Wing, they're doing a reunion episode. What if they do a one-off episode, maybe longer than normal, maybe two hours or so. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're picking up right 
where that last episode leaves off. People would shoot themselves. I'd shoot myself. Is that bad or good? Because I don't know the. St- I don't know how. You can't. I, I don't think they. Should I just be know I, it's a very divisive ending. How it happens? What if they're like, "Hey, we're bringing it back," and you know when it fades to black, mm-hmm. it's gonna fade right back to where where it was, and you'd have to like do a whole bunch of CGI as far as making them younger. Well, and stuff. But you're yeah. picking. You're you're picking up like let's say they nail the CGI. Would you be? Would you want the story? Would you want? I don't want. Last? No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. About it. I just know that it's a divisive ending. So here's I love the reason that why. Here's the reason why, and I've changed it because again, I'm, this is all fresh to me. Dude, it's you, you spoil it. Spoil the hell out of Can me. Can I spoil it? Yes. Okay, so the entire show is built on. Yeah, the entire show is built on this tense atmosphere, this constant building of like, what the fuck is going to happen next? The reason why that scene is fantastic is because you have Anthony. You have um, AJ, his son, and then we well, have Tony Soprano, AJ's son, and his wife, Carmela, at this diner that they're very comfortable at. And the entire scene, it kind of builds up. Like, have you ever been uncomfortable in an area where you kind of like keep looking around constantly? Ooh. The camera angles keeps changing constantly, keeps looking at random people. And it does it to kind of emulate that anxiety of, of an unfamiliar place or something that you're not comfortable with. And it's, it's building this thing within you, the viewer. So, and then when you look at Tony and the family, they're all fine. For the first time in a long time in the show, all three of them are, are, are okay. And the wife is, you know, Carmela is, is, is happy and she's bright about the future. AJ's finally becoming a man and he's finally growing into this person. Tony Soprano is finally relaxed because of this other mob boss that they've been freaking out about out of the picture. And it's just kind of like this relaxing scene, but then the camera keeps changing. And then the camera starts going at specific angles. This is how fucking weird it is. And then while it's all happening, the daughter is, um, is parking the car, but she's having like a hard time parking. So that's giving you anxiety. She can't fucking park in the spot. And then it goes back to Tony Soprano talking and back to the wife. And then it shows a guy at the bar, like looking at Tony Soprano nonstop. Yeah. He's looking. See, he's I, looking. Remember, I remember the, like it being kind of like an anxious buildup. Because I've watched yeah. like the like, yeah, I watched like the last five minutes of the, this episode. Exactly. So then, um, it ends when the when when his daughter, when the daughter comes in. Because again, you don't see the family together at the sure last scene. Oh, you, you don't wait. know if it's the daughter coming in. That's what I was going to say. You don't no, know who it, is. In, it is. Right? It is. It is one hundred percent. Nope. You don't know. That's the whole point. But is that you the hear point? the door? Yeah. You see her walking towards the door, and then you hear the door open, and Tony looks, and then it goes to black. Because you're supposed to think, was it his daughter coming in and the family reuniting? Or was it the person that Tony's waiting to come and shoot him coming in to kill him? And that's why, another... that's why it's ambiguous. Because he looks at the door and then just stops. And it says, don't stop. And then he like looks up at it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yep. I just oh, got right. chills. A lot of people it's, think it's, of that as that's Tony dying. And that's why the show just cuts. Because it just goes to black. Because it just goes to black. And then there's the whole conversation earlier in the season. Where they're talking about what, like, uh, what's his name? Is talking to Tony about when you die. You just, what happens? You know, it just, it just, it, you just go straight to black. Like, like you don't, you don't even process it. And he's talking about that. And then so we see Tony. It goes straight to black, and the whole story is about Tony. So it ends because Tony's done. But also, let's bring this up. In se- in season three, Tony and AJ are having this, like, is this not a Sopranos podcast. We should move on from just talking about. <laughs> I just, I, I just need to say this. But in season three, right, like. Um, AJ and Tony are getting in like this argument. AJ's like, you want me to be this fucking person. Like you're bummed that I'm not doing this. And he's like, one of your favorite scenes in the Godfather is when the guy goes in the bathroom to give his gun, comes out, kills like a bunch of mob dudes. He's like, you love that scene. And the thing is, is in that scene, the bathroom in that diner is the same type of toilet in the Godfather. 
and it's the same type of toilet where he puts a gun behind. Tony Soprano, when he goes into restaurants, will, will, will go in the episode to checks behind toilets because of that scene for guns. It's like a weird thing he does. It's really fucking cool. He didn't do it that night. And the thing is, is the guy who is always looking back at Tony, who keeps looking back at Tony, goes to the bathroom. In that scene in The Godfather, the guy starts killing the other mobsters from the bathroom. And in that scene, Tony, there's a perfect vantage point from the bathroom for Tony to get shot at, but only Tony, not his family. So a lot of people, it still further hits the point where Tony got shot. Because the quote that you said, where he has the conversation with the guy, I was going to say that too. But then him being able to get shot from the bathroom in the same style from his favorite scene of Godfather is like kind of ironic. Yeah. It's a good show. It's, I just got chills from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. Yep. I might, I might, I, I might watch it. Television. It, yeah. It's, it's right there with, um, uh, shit. Oh, the wire. I don't know which one I should watch first. I've heard I, the I like the wire better. more. Yeah. I like the okay. wire more than Sopranos. I, I have it on my list, but I need to watch something like we just finished breaking bad. I want to watch another old show. But one I haven't seen because I've I've seen Breaking Bad, you know. Is Oz, Oz, watch Oz. If you can, if you have the, wire's the op- better than Oz. No, the wire is better than Oz. I, I <laughs> argue with that with you on that originally. I hear the wire is like supposed to be the like arguably the best show. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. It doesn't hold up like with costumes and the way people talk sometimes. Like right, like just the way people dress is kind of weird. But everything else is fucking. Okay, great. all right. Well, that's probably next. I read this thing. Oz, I'll put on my list too. I read this thing recently where someone said the, the wire is like a modern day, not fantasy style game of Thrones show that ended correctly. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very much like Got that. It. large cast of characters, a lot of shit going on, power struggles, deaths, like, un- like surprising things happening all the time. It's fucking okay. great. All right. Getting through season one's a little hard for me. Cause season one's mostly about the cops. Yeah. Uh, that's a and, tough season. Once you get through the cop stuff, season two is about like the older gangsters, and then season three is about like all the kid gangsters growing up. And like season three is my favorite by far because it's just like okay. all of these kids trying to emulate their gangster older brothers and sisters and fathers and right. stuck in the life. And, yeah. Michael like B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was young in that. Oh, dude. shit. I didn't know he was in there. He was super young in that. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the main kids in it. Wow. Okay. Uh, is it bad that we keep talking about this? Because I just wanted to tell Mike about Oz real quick. Because if he's getting into this, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, oh, I just looked it up. Yeah, Oz, talk about it. Yeah. So Oz, just do a brief description. Don't describe every scene. Oz, Oz is is probably like one of my favorite shows of all time, and I and I always go back and forth with it in the wire. Oz is literally about a prison, and the entire the entirety of the show, I'd say ninety eight percent of the show is filmed in the same room. And with no windows, it's all like fluorescent lights. So it's like if you're binging the show. Sounds like a cheap show. No, but dude, if you're, if you're like binging the show, you feel so claustrophobic the entire time you're watching it, which kind of adds to it. And it's, it's great. Like I've never binged a show and been like, man, I'm going to take a month break from this. But I did that with Oz. I actually, oh, <laughs> was that I took a month break. Okay, so I will say, I will say, there is a point, there is a, for me, there's a limit. Like for example, The Walking Dead. I got to where they killed the mom, where the, the son that they killed them. And I was like, I'm done with this show. Yeah. Reason being reason being, and I know I probably left like a lot of good stuff on the table there and then missed a lot of cool shit. But thing is, uh, is the thing is, is it was, I, I'm like, I don't feel good 
after watching the show. I don't, yeah. I like, haven't I, stopped watching The Walking has, Dead, too. Yeah, dude, it has the right, the, the, the content of the show has to, the story has to be better than the way I feel afterwards. Yeah. Like, there's shows where I've, like, walk, I'm like, Breaking Bad, like, that was ama- like, amazing writing, but man, that was hardcore. Like, I don't feel good, you know, you know, when after they shot the kid and everything, like, like I feel, t- but, but the, it's so, such a good show that I'm like, I'm, man, I love this. And Walking Dead just didn't pull that off for me. They just, they hit a point where I'm like, I'm, there's the eject button. That was the last episode I watched. Yeah. That was it. I was done after that. If I remember you correctly, your family was nuts about that show, right? Mine, mine was. Oh yeah, we watched, I was with them when we watched that. I, I literally, at that point, I was standing, I was like, okay, so we're all on the couch and I was, I walked out the front door. When that happened, I was like, no I can't way. watch this. I can't watch this. <laughs> was the no mom dying like season two or three or something? Yeah, it was like season yeah, three. Yeah, really, think. right away. Because season what? two was the farmhouse thing. Yeah. yeah. Which Herschel's farm? Herschel's mm-hmm. farm because they had no money because everyone was on strike. Well, the, I think the writers. I only know that because of the comic, not because I never watched the show. Oh, you never watched the show at all? No. It's not like I, the first two seasons. I hear the first like... season is like spot on, like really good. But after that, it kind of that's what I hear. Like compared to the compared to the comic, like accurate. Yeah, yeah, accurate or just as good, just in a different way type thing. They but, just, yeah, they just took a lot of key things away from it. Like you know, not to. I mean, I hate comparing shit to comics. You can never do it. But like one big thing was, and I've always said this. Like, if 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 DC actually did just say accurate to the comics, I feel like their movies would have been a lot better. But I use this as an example: Batman versus Superman. You remember the fucking scene where he like is on top of Superman, and then Superman's like Martha. And then he goes, Martha, you know, like the whole time I was watching it. In theater, I'm one of the few people who like that. Dude. <laughs> Very few, I recognize. I'm, I I'm left, okay. It just I made him realize that it's a human. Yeah, but like I was, when I saw that scene, I, when I saw that scene, I left. And I went back and watched it, um, the rest of it. But anyways, I was pissed because yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the comic is when he's like, remember this. Remember like my arms around you. Like remember the time that you were beat by... You know, that's how they announced Batman v Superman at Comic Con. They announced that. reading that like passage, and you can find it on YouTube, dude. It's one of the best, like just watching how excited everybody is in that room. They're like, "Holy but, shit!" We were doing I the podcast that at that point too. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were I remember good. us talking about it and being like fucking stoked. Yeah, <laughs> but Michael said that, and that's what I remember. Like Bo said that, like he he was like, "I just hope that they had this scene." You can, if you have the recording, yeah. you can listen because I remember this. You said, "I just hope they had the scene where where Bruce Bruce's hands are around Superman's neck, and he says, I want you to remember this.'" And then in the movie, when I'm watching it, I see it happening, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, here it comes he's gonna do it." I'm oh, cool I it. see. And, they, and, and then they okay. didn't. And then yeah, I was I could, like, "Yeah, that's yeah." I, I didn't, I wasn't waiting for it. Um, I, I, you know, in the moment I wasn't waiting for it. So I guess, yeah, that would, that would I guess I can see that bum me out if I was like, this is it. Like, and then, <laughs> then it's like, Martha, like, why did you yeah. say that name? <laughs> but also that Batman was, he was perfect. And then I heard, and, and that's the perfect thing. Older that, Batman. Perfect, perfect older Batman. Perfect older Batman. I mean, uh, Robert Pattinson got sick. You liked Ben? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, loved <laughs> I was so, I thought that was the biggest loss in like superhero. Old, old crazy Batman. Uh, yeah. I thought he did a pretty decent job with that. Um, yeah. It's because uh, he knew, though, what the character needed. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, I don't know. What, what, what are you going to say about Robert Patterson? You don't like oh, him? Well, I was going to say, so first thing was, is ben, ben Affleck is a huge comic fan. And like he, I, think, I think the reason why that worked especially is because he, you know, every single time a fucking someone's casted as a superhero, they'll always go, oh, it's a huge fan of them. Really happy to be playing them now. But like Ben Affleck was actually a huge Batman fan. 
and he knew what Batman needed to do and he knew like how Batman acted and he knew this. And I think that's why it was such a loss for like that. And I hope that they use him again. But Robert Pattinson, what I was going to say was, is he got sent home. I hear, mm-hmm. I hear during that's filming. The, that's the new rumor. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not for COVID. It's because he, four or five months ago, he's like, I'm not going to work out because I don't want to set a precedent for something. It's like, dude, you're playing Batman. You don't have to look buff. Okay. But you've got to yeah. be in shape. Okay. You're trained by the League of Assassins. You're a ninja. Wait, what? They don't, they're not going to use him anymore? No, no, That's no. Nuts. So, so he came out five months ago and said, I'm not going to work out because I don't yeah. want to set a precedent for, for how like I should, men should look. I don't really get what his reason was because it's like, no one cares Maybe he about just meant you, for man. This is about Batman. acting. He doesn't want to do it anywhere. <laughs> Maybe so. But it's like you're playing Batman. Like you got to yeah. be in shape to some degree. And then five months later, um, and, well, I read it yesterday that he was sent home for not being in shape. It's like, wow. yeah. dude, dude, like, do what your does that job. mean though? Sent home because he has to get in shape to yeah. reprise the role. Oh. To, to, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he just that movie's not coming out until 2023. Yeah. I know. <laughs> right now it's March two, two, 2022, but I yeah, I would not be surprised. Well, I heard he got COVID too, so he probably just got a pot that too. or something in, in quarantine. <laughs> that might, yeah, actually. And the COVID. That's true. That might, that might play more into it than him just not yeah. wanting to work out. But yeah. there's no excuse, dude. If someone was like, yo, we're going to pay you this much, like this much millions of dollars to be Batman, I'd be like, you need me to get a 12-pack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. 12-pack. Yeah, dude, like the, it's I, like dude, I it's a like twelve pack to play Batman for free. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny because it's like I feel like he was saying that I don't want to set a precedent, almost like I don't want to do what Ben Affleck did. But it's like, dude, you're never gonna reach Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay, yeah, your body, is, you, yeah, buff. no, you're not gonna get that buff. Don't worry, you'll be okay. What? Was he that <laughs> buff, Ben Affleck? Dude, oh, he was huge. huge. Yeah, you guys are all yeah. over Ben Affleck's knob here. I yeah, I was a fan. I, was, I, hope, I mean, there's rumors that HBO is talking to Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck is saying, as long as I have creative control, I will do a Batman film with you, um, with HBO. Yeah, how, give him, how give HBO him the fucking control. Right. HBO, Max, HBO Max is a lot of money to throw at uh, Warner Brothers to, to have this really? type of Elseworlds um, or Snyderverse or whatever you want to call it. Uh, universe they're okay with having two separate because it's a multiverse in the you know in the dc in the dc realm so you can have these different things why not like why not have a standalone joker movie and then have a a joker that's in line with you know the dceu as you know as it plays out i mean the batman movie is not supposed to be connected to like wonder woman or shazam or any of that it's supposed to be its own thing Speaking so, of actors reprising their roles, did you guys see that Jamie Foxx is coming back to Spider-Man to play Electro? Yeah, again? that's how was that happening. <laughs> I'm I love it, dude. I'm no, no, no like how? How? Like literally, how is it happening? Is he the? It's Electro, a multiverse. For, is it a multiverse? Or because that's what they're saying. The know. new version. They're, that's what they're. That's what they're thinking. And and uh, apparently, Tony McGuire, no, Tobey McGuire, Tobey McGuire and Andrew Garfield have talked recently about saying like we're both down to come back if they did a the multiverse. Spider-Verse live action. That would well. That's and then, sorry, Mike. You're saying I said it'd be cool, but more than more than me wanting uh, either Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire to come back. What I really want them to do, and I think what's really cool about bringing Electro back is like, like they're trying to set up a Sinister Six, and we don't have to do the dumb bullshit origin stories if you do an Elseworld thing. Because like like just fucking bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro, and he tweeted out too. I promise I won't be blue this time. Um, <laughs> and then like bring back alfred merlina as um doc ock like just take one villain from yeah, he was that the best one doc and ock. then bring alfred merlina in as doc ock again and then you already have like half your team you introduce one new guy and then we have 
like a whole Sinister Six already set up without having to do origin stories because you already watched them in the other movies. Yeah, but and hey, movie. I'd be down with Paul Giamatti coming back as Rhino. And Doctor Strange is going to yeah. be. I, th- I thought it was confirmed. No. About maybe who? That. Maybe a, a Paul Giamatti. Oh maybe no, I have just, no idea. That'd be maybe great. My, maybe my friend said that he should do it. He's a great actor. Because then yeah, we have but, Paul Giamatti as Rhino. We have Mysterio. We have Vulture. We would have Electro. Oh my God. Up in Molina, and then you could even do like a Venom symbiote thing. And then that, there's your six. Bro, that would yeah, be dude. so badass. Or introduce a Green Goblin character. You know, you could do yeah. that too. Uh, I, dude, they could do it. And I think that's what's cool about the Sony contract because there's a lot of negatives. But Sony made it to where if they want to just have fucking fun with it, they can. Like that. You know, which they need to do. I mean, they did. They did enter, enter the Spider Verse, um, and I, 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 I was like, "Oh, this movie looks stupid." And then I remember I saw it, and I was like, "Man, this is probably up there with my favorite Spider-Man movie ever." It was yeah. perfect. That movie was amazing. Every time I watch it, I not only say Spider-Man, but every time I watch it, I feel like I don't know if this is true. But every time I watch it, I go, "I think this is my favorite superhero movie of all time, like yeah. animated or live action." I like, can see that. I, I love it. It's just the perfect movie. It has. I've never watched a superhero movie that has given me literally everything I want and more yeah. than what I thought I wanted. It's just so perfect. And I love Peter Porker. I've always thought, the, oh, yeah, like it's a funny bit in the comics. I mean, I, I, when we were kids, Michael, I used to have a Spider-Man comic where at the end they'd always put a Spider-Ham and Peter yeah. Porker was in it. Okay, and I then, was wondering if you said Peter Porker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. But then when they, when, when they were like, Spider-Ham is in this movie, I was like, that's fucking Spider retarded. Ham. Sorry for my language. I can't say it. Well, it's a podcast. Fuck it. That's stupid, though. I was like, that's stupid. Why would you put Spider-Ham in it? And he was great. He John was Mulaney, fantastic. like, perfect cast. Yeah, John Mulaney is so quirky. That cast is fucking stellar. John Mulaney is great. Mm-hmm. All of the Spider-Mens are cool. Gwen Stacy's fucking so rad uh yeah I've, I've told you guys that i have the i have like the my blu-ray copy of into the spider verse is signed by the the dude who did the uh the design and all the artwork for gwen stacy because he used to go to uh like my neighborhood bar what the heck i know oh, nice yeah he was just there every night like drawing shit all That's the time I, like, got into a conversation with him and I, he was like you like uh, into the spider verse i was like yeah fucking love it he's like yeah i did all the gwen stacy stuff and he like showed that's me some sh- stuff on his phone like early stuff like that whoa yeah dude's fucking cool that's rad man yeah oh by the way before um i know you had you had texted mike a couple times about uh even last week something you wanted to bring up i remember you said something about wandavision and i think i'm just gonna say one thing in the wandavision trailer I noticed I noticed something, but then I actually heard it on another podcast that confirmed it. But something about she she's drinking some type of mug. Have you seen? You know what I'm talking about in, in Wandavision. I and remember, but what 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 is? Basically, it? there's a translation on this drink that she has in the trailer that says um, the House of M. Oh shit! Now House of M. I don't know much. Again, you know, I'm uh, Derek. I'm not really a Marvel. Like I'm more DC. DC. Okay. So, yeah. Marvel, I don't know a whole lot about at all, but I think House of it is M stand for mutants, or M uh, stand for specifically uh, stands for mutants. I'm looking for the the cup right now. Uh, oh, I think it's supposed to roughly translate or something like that to House of M. Um, are we are we not talking about a James Bond film? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was oh that. Well, speaking of that, while you look up that, that's a bummer, right? The, yeah, the, uh, that got delayed. That sucks. Yeah. I was I rewatched all four of them just to watch it in November here, 
my, my dad just announced the delay too. and I was like, damn, it's not going to rewatch them all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're, you're going to rewatch them all again before it comes yeah, out. Yeah, in April. Yeah. <laughs> which, one, which one's your favorite of the Daniel Craig? Oh, I like Casino Royale. I got to go like Casino Royale is great. Yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to like Skyfall the, the most. Yeah. Um, Skyfall is super good too. But I think Casino Royale is probably, actually Casino Royale is probably my favorite Bond film. Yeah, in I general. think so too. Um, but yeah. Skyfall, Skyfall is a close well, no, I look. I got to go with nostalgia. Goldeneye. Um, Goldeneye. I just oh, I say, love that movie. I, I love Goldeneye. The guy who fucking clicks the pen. Um, but mine. Boris. Is that Boris? Yeah. Yeah. And the flip sitting. Yeah, yeah. I'm invincible. But but I think because yeah, I like Goldeneye. But when I think about it, I'm like, well, it's probably because of nostalgia. So if I had to sit, stop, and think about it, I'd probably have to say my favorite is The World Is Not Enough. Oh oh oh! Of the like overall James Bond or just Pierce Brosnan. Uh, probably overall. I love oh wow! It. Okay, the is- <laughs> that was great. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know, but no, I like I like the world is not enough because I th- I thought that is the second Brosnan best one. Was, like yeah, almost objectively the second of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Sorry, yeah, it, it was at least it, second best. He's great, but but man, I I think Skyfall is number two just because the villain is just so Skyfall's good. Right. He's so good. Yeah, um, he, I have that a, guy's always scary when he's a villain. That yeah. actor, I have I a forget weird, his name. I have a weird the relationship who, with. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so he's from No Country for Old Men, which is the greatest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie's great. Ah, uh, fucking pumped now. Sorry. I, have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a really weird relationship with Goldeneye because, um, of course, the game, right? But I didn't watch the movie until I played. I played the game first. I beat the entire game, so watching the movie was a total was amazing. I still remember like. I was obsessed with the game, played all the time. And my, you know, my dad's like, have you, you've seen the movie, right? Like I've shown you James. And then he's like, you haven't seen Bond. And so he took me through a Bond marathon and he showed me Goldeneye. And I, the entire time I'm like, that's the facility. That's the, that's the dam. That's the trait. Like, and like, I knew exactly what was going like just based on the video game. So I've never, if you ever have the chance to play a game through and then watch the movie based on the game, it's awesome. It's actually really Damn. cool. I've like, seen the movie already, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when, you're, especially when you're 11 years old. It's pretty but, awesome. Yeah. So, well, but, I remember. Oh, sorry, Mike. House of M, really quick. So I don't know. I can't remember if the M stands for mutants. I think it does. But it refers to M Day because what happens is Scarlet Witch, which we're kind of seeing, it, seeing this trailer, she creates her own reality where she has her own kids, and then the Avengers shut her down. This is an Avengers disassemble. Ooh. And then um, – she is unstable and so then magneto teams up with the avengers to try and stop her then she creates her own reality where the roles are flipped and mutants are are the dominant um species and humans are kind of there are treated badly and like the minority and so she just like flips the the x-men universe on its on its end and she's like this is great for all the mutants and the mutants are like you can't make a fake reality so the mutants still fight her and try to take her down right before they defeat her on m day she says no more mutants and so all the mutants just are gone like no more mutants exist after that what the, like, like just she yeah, just that's the that's the end of house end like there's like no there's no more mutants in existence anymore. i'm gonna look that up right now that's fucking nuts that's that's like super fucking it's a crazy storyline dude it still sounds she's like she's the most evil. powerful like <laughs> yeah she sounds like she's the most powerful you know character in marvel almost i mean she's creating her own realities and i mean i would love to see um um quicksilver uh come back I thought, I almost I thought he got well. he had like he got a real I, I thought bad you know rap in Age of Ultron. That was, I, think, I think Age of Ultron was, was just a weird fucking like I I I had fun with it. I watched it very recently. I, I don't get like, the hate that it, it gets necessarily, but I do recognize it's 
the worst of the four Avengers films. Like, it's but that, and that's the thing. Like, I, I watched it with Katie, and she said that. But I also said, I, I said, Age of Ultron's purpose as a film was to tie a lot of different things together and to answer a lot of questions and to like kind of like coast certain things by. You know, um, Vision came out of that movie, which he's he's pivotal, obviously, in the fucking yeah. story. And there's just so much shit that comes after Age of Ultron that relies on it so it's like yeah i mean it's not the fun it's not the most fun movie but it's one of the most like necessary uh avengers movies it also does a really good job setting up um what is eventually going to come to fruition in civil war of like tony creating that that ai AI that eventually becomes ultron and then the whole rest of the avengers kind of being like we're all doing this because you fucked up. Like, this is your fault. And him yeah. trying to be defensive for a little bit and then, like, having to admit. And, like, it just puts that first rift between him and Cap. So, like, Civil War feels more. That's really true. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, one of my things, <laughs> one of the things that <laughs> for the I, sake uh, of, For the sake of audio, there's, there's backgrounds that are appearing. And now you got the Jersey Shore. Best, best Which, reality TV show of all oh, time. Oh, hands down, dude. I, I, uh, my wife and I got done rewatching Jersey Shore about <laughs> two months ago. I rewatched uh, it like six months ago. Yeah, dude. It's, I, I, it's, it's an anomaly in my life, but it's the one show that shouldn't be, but it is. But Paul, okay. Polly and Vinny, though, are the best. That's it. I think I watched they don't, it. They don't, they don't seem real. Like, it's not like when I watch the show, it's not like I follow them on Twitter and I care about their opinions, but they're like it's like a it's like a legit TV show playing out to me. Yeah, you know, I like how Mike Mike just walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he put his headphones down and just walked out. Well, one of the things I wanted to I wanted to add to this conversation, but now I can't. But I guess we'll just we'll just touch up on Jersey Shore. This is the Jersey Shore. Okay, so now yeah, I think Derek's frozen and Mike walked out of the room. And so oh, fantastic. So now let's 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 talk about Jersey Shore for just a couple minutes. Um, no, but basically, <laughs> I'm gonna put in the thing, Derek, you frozen. Um, no, the reason why I love Jersey Shore is because it's like horrible, right? Oh, he's good right. now. Oh, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's horrible, right? Like the people in it are terrible. And like a lot of the I don't time, know. they just seem like they're just partying and like being stupid. But like, but like, <laughs> okay, but like Ron and Sammy and all those people, it's like you can definitely tell they're kind of crazy. Yeah. But it's like with Polly and Vinny, like when they fuck up, they'll yeah. be the first ones to be like, I fucked up. That's, that's true, my but bad. Vinny a dick though. In the last two seasons, he's just like, like I remember uh, what's her face, Dina would come to him and he's just like, yeah, like, like she would come to him crying and he's like, yeah, just get over it. Like yeah, what you, what you what you feel is stupid. Like stop stop being dumb. It's but honestly, like, it's like oh, thanks, I, Vinny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like honestly, like, you have to think about it. I, I need to tell Michael this real quick when he puts the headphones on. I need to tell Michael this. Michael, I'm going to add to your conversation. We just need to close off this 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 Jersey Shore convo real quick. All I want to say is this: you try living in a house with these fucking people and being hey, the only look at him, Johnny. Show him. Look at him. And you try to be living in a house like that and be like the only rational person. I guarantee you, yeah. Vinny just had a fucking bloop, and then he's like, fuck these people. And then he just started like being a dick. So, but Michael, to add to your thing about Civil War, um, that's what I loved about Civil like Age of Ultron, is like how it, it kind of, yeah, it led to one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. I love Civil War so fucking much. Yeah, it's really and I think the entire idea that like, Tony's just trying to always like have everyone like under surveillance, surveillance, kind of like to protect them with the Iron Man suits and shit. And then Captain America obviously is like, "That's not freedom." And then they fight about it. 
Yeah, that's, that's 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 actually that's uh that's true. And you know, and honestly, like I I remember um, one of the comic cons where they announced Civil War. Do you guys remember? I I had asked uh, one of my friends about this. Like, do you guys remember when they announced it? They actually had a different title. Um, it was uh, shoot. What's it called? What's the bad? What's the bad organization? In, uh, Hydra. Hydra. It was something like that. It was. Um, oh, there was a different title. Like so they so so they were like okay so this is these are the Marvel movies coming out over the next two years, and they would show like one. It was like Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, and then it was like Captain America, something Hydra. Like you know that was going to be number three, and then they're like oh just kidding, and then it said that it popped up with Civil War. And I, uh, do you guys remember what the title was? I just like, hey, well, cause that was around the time that the comic came out where, you know, that wasn't cause I remember there was the, 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 the comic that came out that everyone was pissed about where Captain America was a Hydra agent. Um, and that can, and, the, the, and maybe it was like hail Hydra. Cause maybe they're hinting that that was going to happen with caps. And he even, they even like hinted at it in like uh, Endgame. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to find, I'm going to find out what the title was. Oh, uh, wait, secret. No. No, it wasn't Secret Empire. I can't Empire. watch this game anymore. I can't fucking watch this. This is making me depressed. What game are you watching? Padres Dodgers. Oh, yeah. No, I've kind of given up on after. I mean, I watch football, but baseball right now is just like, uh, it's like everyone's on steroids and like all it is is how many home runs can we hit? Like I heard the Padres hit like 30 home runs or something like that. We, we, first Last off, week, I'm like, what Grand Slam happening? Diego. We've had seven Grand Slams in a season, which is an MLB record. Um, but it's we're just, just, it's just like, it's the, the, it's no longer about the intricacy of the sport. It's just like how many home runs can you, know, I don't know. Well, it seems Hold like, teams, oh yeah. Uh, le- sorry, this is not a sports podcast. Uh, but it seems like teams nowadays in baseball just invest in most teams will invest in like fucking great hitters, which is kind of what the Padres did. Whereas like t- the teams that are doing great, like the Dodgers are like, okay, we have a couple great hitters, but we have like a fucking all-star pitching lineup. So I've been following it super closely. I check in every once in a while, but. I have not been doing a great job at that. Yeah, it's just it's just a bummer. And it was nice because when I was in San Diego yesterday, because, you know, you never meet people outside of San Diego that are Padres fans. So the coolest part about going to San Diego is seeing everybody in Padres jerseys. Yeah, for sure. You know, I went down the wrong street. I went because, you know, in downtown and down in cities in general, they have like on they have like one way streets all the time. Mm-hmm. I fucked up and I went down a one way street. But luckily, no cars were coming. And there was like a turn that was like a turn I could go into right away. And I was like, fuck, dude, I almost just died. You almost just died yesterday, dude. I still think about it. What if there was cars? You're still thinking about it? I still think about it. It's embarrassing. I look like a fucking idiot. I've driven in downtown San Diego 50 times. I've never done that. Uh, there's a there's a good weird bit of news that happened this week that we can kind of talk about for a second. Do it. Yeah, shoot it. Did you guys hear about the the thing about the Lord of the Rings TV show? Uh, no, no. that apparently uh, there was a casting call put out for it um, where they were looking for actors who were comfortable with nudity and they hired an intimacy. Uh, what is it called? What are they oh, called? no way. Uh, yeah. What are they called on set? Uh, an inti- intimacy coordinator uh, for a Lord really? of the Rings TV show. So That's like, wild. Yeah, it's going to be on Prime too. So people are like, is this just like a precaution or is Lord of the Rings going to have nudity in it? Cause that would be the fucking dumbest thing 
That would like, be so. That would be stupid because you turn a lot of people away. You never that. wanted to see a hobbit naked, Derek. You don't want to look at their. <laughs> no, but a lot, a lot of religious people are like fans of Lord of the Rings. That's like their, one of their biggest markets. I would think. I like. Well, we're yeah. wondering if they're just like riding the Game of Thrones. Like, this is what people want. They want violence yeah. and tits, and like that's never been what Lord of the Rings is about. Yeah, are they yeah. are they going to Game of Thrones route here? Or is that's my that's my worry. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is just super early stuff, but yeah, it's just weird that they would ask for actors who are comfortable with nudity. That, yeah, that is strange um, because it's. I really hope there's not these writers in the room that were like, "We're gonna make this a hardcore Lord of the like, just give us Lord of the Rings, just give." Yeah. Like, no one wants. That. No one wants that. Yeah, we already have that kind of Game of Thrones. Is that? Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> like we don't, we don't want the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I was noticing is I, I, yeah, I've been rewatching South Park. This has to do with Game of Thrones. I just got done with the episode where they were like trying to figure out what happens in Game of Thrones. They're trying to make Butters watch it. Like, Butters, you have to watch Game of Thrones. And, every, and, and Butters only sees dicks. He's like, all I see is wieners. And he's like, like hey, oh, whoops. Uh, and he's like super pissed. He's like, all I see is wieners and this. He's like, okay, Butters, you got to go to, to Tolkien's house. Um, George, where is the, whatever, Tolkien's, not Tolkien. Who's George the guy R. R. who made Martin. George R.R. Martin's yeah. house. And you have to fucking ask him what happens in Game of Thrones. So he goes to George R. R. Martin's house, and then George R. R. Martin's the it's also only sees wieners. Like he's like, what happens before the dragons come? Is you know, you know, this person comes up and his wieners flowing through the wind. <laughs> 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 wow. And then and then, and then they brought Scott Melkinston who has who has diabetes who has to eat. So like they're like George, you said pizzas were coming. Because the pizzas are coming. Okay, and like you know, joking about the dragons always coming. Yeah, that's so like that was a good episode. The wiener seat. Oh my god, yeah, that was a great fucking. Speaking wiener. of South Park, have you? Did you guys see you the pandemic? Uh, the pandemic special. Yeah, I loved did. it. That's yeah, great. Is it good? Oh wait, all three of you saw it? Oh damn it, I didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> it's, yeah, I thought it was good. We yeah. have YouTube TV. Yeah, I gotta. We tried to get you in on it. We tried to get you in on it. You said no. You know, we make big deals. Probably the best deals. We had the best TV. Oh my god, I don't even. Don't even start. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh Jesus. No, but it, it was great, you know. And something I noticed after that was that South Park just does an amazing job throwing hilarious comedy down your throat and then at the end of every episode making you realize something. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing it for years. You know. Yeah. It's like you're like when you when you watch six or six days to air, you think like it's like they're not just making a funny bit, but they're having to put this message about everybody with it. Like that's so fucking hard. You know, I mean, the, the, my favorite episode in that aspect is probably the, the, the douchebag versus turd sandwich voting episode. Yeah. Very relevant. Yeah. Very, very, very relevant. Where it's like, you're always going to vote between a douchebag and a turd sandwich. Yeah. So just do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I just like the South Park, uh, the whole thing where it's like, you know, it's like, well, what side is South Park going to take? And they always seem to take the middle road. And by that, I don't mean like like they, they're fence setters. I just mean they're like, well, why not this third thing? You didn't really like – it doesn't have to be this extreme or this extreme. We can hate it, and you can like, – like, for example, in that case, like vote. You don't have to like it, but, you know, do it, you know, do what you can. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. I, I mean, at least – oh. at least, uh, you know, at least it's not this, this you know, I don't know. Uh, they, they, in, 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 I know, a lot of shows take I, 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 not, sides. Not, I know what you're saying yes. like a lot of, they take one side or the other it was, but South Park does a good job of staying right. in the middle but also 
but also portraying its point very well. True. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> not to be, not to go political, but I am more of a, yeah. a left. Uh, I'm a I left. Think we all are. And uh, the thing is, though, is I do see the media is constantly just like there's like, to, if you shit on the left, like you know that's that's a problem now. And I think both sides need to be made fun of all the time. <laughs> you yes, know, keep people in check when you make fun of them. That's how comedy yeah. works. And so that's why uh, South Park's always been a breath of fresh air. Because I love one of the quotes from uh, one of them, Trey or Matt. But he said, he said, he said, oh no! Like they asked him about like politics. He's like, no, don't get me wrong. I I hate conservatives, but I fucking hate liberals. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <right>? You know. <laughs> Well, and, that, and that's just what's great, you know, and I, I feel like having Bill Hader with them, like, is also just so awesome. Like, he, he, we've all watched Six Days to Air, I think, and it's like seeing them in the writer's room, like, talk about shit, like, okay, what if we do this, and then this, and then they're just in this fucking room for eight hours just doing bits with each other, and then just seeing what sticks, and <laughs> yeah. then trying to ride around. It's that. so great. There's a making of, I didn't watch it, but there's a making of this pandemic special, um, I Ooh. think, on YouTube. Oh, um, cool. I mean, it popped up as a notification, but I'm like, can't watch that until I watch the episode, so I just swiped it away. But, it's hard um, to watch that, for sure. Yeah, and what else? There was something else that... that... Fuck you, you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> was, that the, was that episode? That's the Rob Schneider thing, right? Yeah, I know. It's the, it's the Adam Sandler. You yeah, know, Rob Schneider the, is a pickle or no, something. No, like no, that. No, 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 no. That's Schneider an early one. A stapler. No, 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 because this is the shit <laughs> yeah, one. Staples. This is the episode. This is the episode where Stan only sees shit. So then, like, they're like, oh, that one, like yeah. The, and it's like Adam Sandler. It goes, fuck you. You watch it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when he's about to. He's like, have you ever heard of Bob Dylan? And then, like, he puts like the, the headphones on. He's about to hear it, and it's Bob Dylan's voice. It's like, hey, and then, like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite quotes from that episode is when it's like, you heard of this new feller? He calls himself Steamy Nicks. Gets up there and shoots his britches. It's steamy, steamy, steamy yeah, Nicks, steamy, right? Steamy. Yeah. He just gets up there and he shits his britches. <laughs> do you guys already talk about uh, Star Wars Squadrons? Is anybody playing that? Oh, shit, yeah. Oh. I'm playing it. How do you like it? Okay, um, so uh, all the reviews came out and... Uh, not that that reflects my opinion, but I am a little confused of why it's getting rave, rave reviews. I think it's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's exactly what I expected. Like, it's 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 a modern day X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I think the price point is perfect, $40. Um, uh, and I'm not, I haven't beaten the story mode yet. I've, I'm like three missions in, and then I switched over to, uh, I switched back just to play multiplayer. Um, it's good. It, uh, I like being able to look around my cockpit. That's kind of neat. Um, I can put a little poor doll in there if I, you know, get enough points or if I buy it through their store thing. Um, they have like different decorations. You can decorate your the inside of your ship. That's cool. Um, but I mean, it's it's think Battlefront two and think the think the the what is it Starfighter uh, mode and just add add a couple things. Um, you have quick control over shields. Uh, over um, acceleration and over lasers, and you can switch between them. You can move your shields front to the back, uh, whatever needs you know um, uh, more care at the time. Uh, you can look around your cockpit. Uh, the aiming system's a little different. There is auto aim once you lock on, which is good. Um, and it, it and there is obviously more more you know places to 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 play in. Like you know uh, I don't even know what you call maps. It's map, but it's in space, so it's 
weird yeah. thing to say, but uh, but do they but, feel different? Like even though they're if, like, mm-hmm. it does feel it does feel better, but it's it is essentially a better version of Starfighter. But I was saying, like, do the maps feel different? Because they're essentially just like a giant, you know, open space with something in the middle. I presume, like, do, yep. like when you go map to map, does it ever does like does it actually feel like you're playing? like different tactically or are you just doing the same thing with a different background with the mission with story mode yeah the missions do feel like you know because they have specific objectives and so they have like hey you know and then you have to like go through this ring like they'll have like rings that you have to go through on this mission oh, or like take superman. out the turrets yeah, that's a little bit superman. Like superman. <laughs> oh my god yeah that first level um i don't think i ever played beyond that that first level of superman but uh yeah they, they have like go after the turrets destroy the turrets and then once you destroy the turrets destroy the destroy the shield generator, stuff like that. But in, in quick play, as far as the multiplayer I've seen, it's just, hey, kill the other team. Like, just shoot them. Does yeah. the ship customization feel good? Like, do that the feels ships better. feel different? And, like, do you feel like you can, like, modify your ship? Or does it, like... Yeah, you can modify it, for sure. Um, you can uh, paint job. Um, actually has, like, little history, uh, like, lore. Oh, I would like that. Yeah. That's cool. So that, yeah, it's pretty cool that way. Like, yeah, you can definitely, I haven't done much enhancing, to be honest, um, uh, of my ship, but you can. You can, you know, you can enhance the, the lasers and, like, you can enhance the left uh, laser array and then the right when you have, you know, enough uh, glory. Glory is one, one of the things you pay. Um, okay, currency. There's, there's two currencies, glory and something. Not valor, but glory and, I forgot what the other one is. Why not just credits? I know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I agree. Glory and credit. That's what it should be. Glory and credits. Now, um, but yeah. now, but my big question, the big thing is this. Do you feel like they could have taken this Squadrons game and just put it in Battlefront 2? Yep. That, that, yep. That's, that's, that's <laughs> why... That's a really quick answer. <laughs> I wanted to back off of it. It's because the whole time you're saying all of this, I'm like, yes, like, put, like, I, why didn't, like, why? That'd be so cool. In Battlefront 2 to be able to customize your fucking two, cockpit. Would be a perf- like, if this was integrated into Battlefront 2... There's Battlefront Two is a great game. Like I would say, I would put my stamp of approval. Like if this, if if the way Squadrons play, like the way it plays now, and you integrate it into the way Battlefront Two plays right now, I think Battlefront Two is a solid. I sixty bucks A plus. You need to buy this game now. That's my opinion. God, dude, I like it, forty bucks. Forty bucks is a stretch. I'm being honest. No, it is. It thirty dollars. Thirty dollars is maybe even like, you know, I, I think it's like it's weird. Forty dollars is, is like it better not be a dollar over that. And thirty dollars is like eh, it's probably worth a tiny bit more. So it does yeah. land in that in that sweet spot. So forty dollars, I think, is a good price point. I just wouldn't, right. I, I wouldn't recommend paying more than that. It feels more like a glorified game mode in some ways than yeah. like an actual full game. Yeah, especially dude, if they didn't have story mode, like yeah, like it would it would it would be way too much. Like this should have just put been put into Battlefront Two, in my opinion. But yeah. since they have the story mode, I can see it being justified of having a standalone game here. I, I think that's why I just don't want to touch it until it's cheaper, is because it still pisses me off that it's not in Battlefront. And when I saw when I saw it announced, I was really excited, but I was just like this shouldn't even be a, a thing. You know, it makes me, I, 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 I guarantee you, I just, I just, I mean, it's, it's the same system. I looked it up. It's the same, um, it's Frost 3 or whatever. Frostbite. Frostbite, yeah. Yeah. I believe it's the so, same, same thing. So give us a, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, if I, I, I wouldn't doubt if you were to like um, interview any of the makers of Squadrons, they'd be like, no, this was made for Battlefront 2 originally. But yeah. since Battlefront 2 didn't do 
as well as they wanted it to. Uh, they, they, they had a meeting and they decided we're going to do a standalone game at a cheaper price. That, yeah. I, I can almost guarantee you that's what happened. So that's real cool. quick, what's your review? Like, not review, but what's your, what's your overall, like, give it out of 10? Ooh, out of 10. Okay. So what, out of 10 is weird to me, only because I don't know if 5 is an F or 5 is a C. 5 is an F. No, 5 is a C. Then why five, five, is it Let's go out of 5. And, I'll, you know, it's, yeah, let's go out of 5, and you could have, like, 0. 0.5. So I could do, like, 3. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, in that case... Uh, three, if three is, I would give it a three. I would, I would give it a three point eight. Okay. Oh, three point eight. Okay. Yeah. If it was sixty dollars, I would give it a two point eight. Yeah, that's fair. So, but I, I give it a three point eight for what it is. What it, especially for what it advertised. Like it's advertised exactly what you, what, what you know, what it's supposed to be. So yeah, they didn't lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So a uh, three point eight out of out of five. That's my. Yeah. So I want to tell you something, and this is, and I'm not going to, because I don't want to say, because we're on the podcast and you know me, I'm just nuts about shit like this. I'm not going to say where, like, I'm not going to say where I work, but in the profession in which I'm in, I met somebody who works at Lucas Games, who then had to go to EA because of stuff. And yeah, Lucas Arts is done, right? The, yeah, but all the, all the, all the people that worked for Lucas Arts went to EA. So when EA, okay, like, they absorbed them. Of it. Yeah. But what happened was, so I was talking to this guy, I was helping him out and He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I work for LucasArts. And he had, like, all this, you know, he had, like, a, a hoodie on that, like, had a thing on. I was like, oh, sick. Or, like, it said EA. And I said, that's cool. And he's like, well, I was with LucasArts. I started talking to him, right? And he's, like, an older guy. Like, and, like, 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 maybe, like, 45, 50. And then he goes, yeah, I, I worked on the original Battlefront 2 game. He's like, that was one of, like, the original ones. And I went, oh, my oh, God, shit. I love that game. That's, yeah, and then, yeah. so, the, and as I'm working with him, you know, talking to him and stuff. So, we talked for, like, 30 minutes. Toward the end of our interaction, one of the things he said is he's like, one of the most disappointing things was seeing a game like Battlefront 2 in a time that it came out, having an amazing, re- like having this amazing replayability and then being able to think, how can we take this to the next level, but then take a complete jump back. And he's like, I'm telling you right now. And he goes, all those people that were on that project are against the current Battlefront 2. We don't like that. Ooh. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, it's obviously a beautiful game. The gameplay is great. And he goes, yeah. but as far as content goes, that's exactly the opposite of what we've ever wanted. You know? Really? Yeah, and, and he also was working on that Star Wars, like, 1380 or whatever the heck. Like, that, like, you know, adventure game that they announced in, like, 2012 that they canceled. Yeah, I've seen some because screenshots of that. Yeah, so he, he was pretty cool about it. Um, I also have a game review. I don't know how long the pod's been going on. Oh, I'm good till I'm good, well. I'm good till nine, technically. If I got okay, so eight minutes. All right, I'm gonna stick in this game review here. Uh, I did play this for about an hour, and I've already beaten all these games, so I could talk about it. Uh, this is Super Mario 3D All Stars. Yeah. Nice. All right. I, I talked to Derek and Big Mike two. about it already. Yeah. Here's my biggest issue, um, and I told you know this is you may just let Michael know it's a fucking emulator. Um, the fact that the games, and I'll show you right now, Mike. Like but it is fact, cool that you get to play 64. That's but I cool. could do it on my phone. Like, look look at this. Look at the screen. Are you serious? It's not even, like, fit to my Are Switch. Oh, that's fucking lame. Like, yeah, and, lame. and the worst part about it is it's full fucking price. You're paying full price for a game that you can end They're paying $20 per game. Fuck Nintendo. Nintendo fucking sucks. They, they price gouge. They suck so fucking hard. And then, but you love it though because you're playing it. You bought, you're having well, a, Katie you bought it. it. <laughs> Katie bought it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't play that game. But um, <laughs> no, it just sucks. And like, 
it's it's cool because I loved Mario 64, obviously. And honestly, it still holds up. Like when I was playing it, I was still having fun with it. Sunshine's still awesome. All the games are still awesome. But the fact that they so obviously used an emulator and blatantly yeah. like did that shit. It's a lazy import for sure. It's, it's fucking lazy. And out of five, I give it a, a 0. 0.1. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, wow. it's no point one. As, as, as a re-release, okay. Might as well make I it mean, out of the hundred. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Each one of those games are like a four point five to five out of five. But as a re-release for sixty bucks, I, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, did you see the fucking Ultimate Alliance came out, dude? And like, I don't know what it is, but like companies, like big companies, don't fucking review Switch games. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance three came out, and I was really excited about it. But I don't want to spend sixty dollars on a game that's been out for three years yeah. that nobody's fucking reviewed. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, see, that's the thing is is what could have made what could have made the uh, the release better. First of all, put Mario Galaxy two in there. Just why? Just do why, it. Yeah. Why not? You know. Um, so obviously they have that in their back pocket for the future. I mean, they're they're re- they're releasing Super Mario 3D World in February. Um, don't make it sixty bucks. Don't make it sixty bucks. Make it forty. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we can all live with forty dollars, I think. Um, and potentially, I would say, why not remaster uh, in sixty four? I mean, there's people on YouTube doing it. Like, why yes. not give a full remaster? And then uh, you know what? And then if you remaster the, fir- the all three of them, then charge sixty dollars. Yeah. Fine. 100%. And the biggest thing is, is like, when you look at it, like there, there's a video, somebody remade Mario 64 with the Unreal Engine. Oh, I saw it. It, it looks And amazing. it looks awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah. And then Tony Hawk, right? They're fucked. The remake was started as like Fed, a little fun Really thing. good remake. Yeah. It's a fantastic remake. So it's like, you see all these people doing these like nice crisp remakes and then Nintendo's like, fuck you, you'll buy it. You'll buy this piece of shit. You'll buy it. <laughs> yep. You're not going to fuck, like, why would we do that? Yeah, if anything, it's smart for them because so many fucking people bought this shit that like, cheers, props to Nintendo. They, they fucking put an emulator through their Switch, like through these games. It's just an emulated game and they made fucking a ass ton of money. Oh yeah. Ass ton. Right. Ass ton. Back, Zero point. Any uh, short final thoughts before we wrap this up? Yes, Derek. Yeah. Let Derek. Wait, I gotta, Derek. I gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I can't What's, see my background. It's Ooh. called Rogue Leaders. It's it's about LucasArts. Um, it's my my favorite studio ever. It has like all their games. It's like a, a classic book. It's worth like two hundred bucks now, but I, I got it for like forty back in the day. And then it has pictures of all the old classic point and clicks from the Star Wars oh, eras too in nineties. Fucking cool! It's so cool. I love LucasArts. And what's it history. called? It's called Rogue Leaders. Rogue leaders, okay, like yeah, pertaining yeah. to like the the, the artist and the, I, I think it's a joke on like Rogue Leader from Star Wars, but but like Got it. named after the studio, like Rogue Leaders. It's That's the Lucas Ark story, yeah. Uh, cool. My fucking background here. Look at that! Back, look at that thing. <laughs> Forward by George. Oh yeah, it changes like that. Star oh Wars. shit! Yeah, Indiana Jones. Dude. Uh, oh, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. Dude, oh, I love <laughs> Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god! Super dude. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, usually at the end, I think we go all go around and have recommendations um, for uh, for for the for the week or for the last two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, Mike, you start. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, shit. Let's see. I. Uh, uh, well, I mean, okay. So as far as the last, I watched. Uh, <laughs> I didn't prepare. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would actually recommend, not necessarily for the price point, um, but I do recommend the the Mario remakes. I've been playing that. Um, I recommend oh, Project. fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Squadrons, uh, of course, is, is, yeah. is, is, I think, is a solid game worth, worth the price. Um, 
I just finished Breaking Bad. Can't recommend that enough. Uh, I, re- I rewatched Speed the other night with Keanu Reeves, uh, and that still holds up. That still holds hey, up. Um, I just I just bought the game Hades. I'm gonna try it out. I hear it's game of the I year. Heard that's really good. Um, I, I I played the first part of it, and I'm just like, I, now again, this is the first like section. I'm just kind of like it's Diablo three. Like, it, but see, I'm I'm really shallow with with dungeon crawlers. Like, I don't know much except for Diablo. So anytime I play a dungeon crawler, I'm like, I just want to go play Diablo 3. But I've heard so yeah. many good things about Hades, and it won't let me fucking download a demo. So I had to, I threw down $25 and I bought the game for the Switch. I'm going to try it this week, and I'll let you guys know what I think of it next week. And, um, and rarely we have these, but I have a music recommendation. I don't know if you guys love the Deftones, but the Deftones released a new record. Did they? No oh, way. Awesome. I love that. I, I like it. I, I mean, it's better, it's better than Gore, the last one, uh, but it's called Ohms. And it's still growing on me, better than the last record, I think. But it's you know it's it's right there on the on the cusp of Koi uh, Yo uh, uh, Noken. But it's it, yeah, I need I, I'm gonna spend some more time with it. But still, I recommend it if you guys are fans of Deftones. Nice. Hell yeah! Yeah. All right, Michael, you your turn, um, Michael. I mean, I've just been all all the boys. Uh, fucking, I cannot stop thinking about it. Like, you guys need to catch up because the last couple episodes yeah, are fucking bangers, like absolute bangers. <laughs> Which Sitting is good because the Fuck, first yeah. few were just kind of, in my opinion, kind of like, where are we going with this? I like I like the whole season, man. But really? okay. the ending is fucking fantastic. It's like ramped up really well. But then the, the first one season was kind of a slow couple. burner too. The first couple, first I feel like they did that on purpose. Maybe so maybe so, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Um, well, no, I mean, like, for the, it's obviously not a slow burner compared to other shows, but, like, in, in, in the tone of the boys' context, the last episodes of the season are obviously way more insane. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, one thing I want to talk about really quickly is uh, Alan Moore has been writing um, short movies, short films for a long time, and he, he wrote a screenplay and co-directed um, a movie coming out, like, this next week called The Show. Uh, and it looks really interesting, and it's getting pretty Ooh. good reviews. And Alan Moore's been, you know, pretty absent from the world since he left comics. So I don't know. Stoked about an Alan Moore. What's called? So it's called the show. Awesome. show. Called the show. Yeah. It's like, and where, uh, where do you find it? Oh, uh, it, it's it's just coming out in. Um, so it's it's getting its film festival launch this week, and then in the next uh, couple months, by the end of the year, they said it's going to be on streaming services. Shit. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it looks just. You, there's a trailer for it. It looks fucking super weird. And Alan Moore's in it. He's acting. He's acting. It's oh, fucking what weird. The fuck, but, really? Yeah. I would. Yeah. He's not a guy I would think that would be. I mean, has he ever acted before? As far as you know. Uh, I don't know. I just watched the trailer right before we started this, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And so I thought I'd talk about it. Wow, okay. that's sick, dude. I'm looking that up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Um, my turn. I uh, Rocket League on the Switch is fun because everyone sucks and the <laughs> the, the, the is epic it not account- crossplay. No, it's crossplay, but for some reason they're only giving me Switch people and they're not putting me with Hello. people. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been, play- been playing me, dude. That's but- that's my go-to. I'm bored game. Like I have nothing else to do. I play Rocket League on the Switch and I'm not very good. So you're playing a bunch of me's. Just I like- crush people. Yeah, because like they don't know how to aerial. Nobody knows how to aerial. So every time the ball's in the air, yeah, I have I'll no idea what you're talking about. Tap it in. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I, I I got I finally got into Breath of the Wild. So if you you can play that, oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, play Super Mario All-Stars. Buy it for 60 bucks. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to do something new on the show. I'm going to add something else to uh, suggest. Uh, I suggest getting a 2007 Ford Focus SE, if you guys can. Uh, I drove it to San Diego and back because it, it's been running like shit. But, hey, he did it. He chugged on. So if you guys can John, find a Johnny, 2007. Johnny, our, our sponsor is Toyota. You can't do that. Mike, can you take that out? Please take that out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful next time, okay? Michael, that's slander. That's slander. <laughs> I'm gonna start to email the Toyota right now. <laughs> God damn. All right, Derek, your turn. All right. Well, uh, what I've been up to this week, I've been watching The Boys, um, a lot of football. If you guys are into point and clicks at all, I know you said uh, you like some point and clicks, Mike. Mm -hmm. um, Thimbleweed Park is is created by Ron Gilbert. He was the original uh, head of the LucasArts uh, department um, for all these classic games. And I don't know if you played it, Thimbleweed Park. Have you played it? No, no. Actually, I'll, I'll be I'll, uh, I will be honest. I am not a huge fan of point and click games at all. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> in fact, there's a reason. Very rare. There's a reason. There's a reason I played yeah. Diablo three on the Switch and not on yeah. the PC. <laughs> But but I do know of point and click games. Obviously, like mm -hmm. uh, Day of the Tentacle is great. Yeah. Um, Rebel Assault two and one, um, and I've you know stuff those. like that. Like the, like yeah. if it's a good game, I'll play it regardless whether it's point mm -hmm. and click. But I don't gravitate towards. It. But still, if that's a game you recommend, I'll definitely look into it. <laughs> but they have re remastered uh, some of their older games, like your your Fulton uh, Mario for not doing. Um, they have remastered um, Day of the Tentacle, and they yes, remastered a couple of yeah Curse of Monkey Island stuff. Um, but stuff like that. Um, I, those are a lot of the games I play. I mean, obviously, like uh, a lot of Among Us. Um, I've heard Plasmophobia is, is a good multiplayer game. Um, I haven't played it much with friends, but I, I've heard good things about it. If you guys get it, I, I mean, I own it. I bought it the other night, but I yeah. haven't played it yet. <laughs> so okay. Plasmophobia? Yeah. yeah, it's only 13 bucks. At least Where's yeah. it? It's, it's kind of like a, a dead... Not not really like Dead by Daylight, but like you're trying to avoid avoid the ghost, and you're trying to get as much evidence um, as possible. Kind of like a, a Guitar Hero format, where they pay you for for certain certain uh, things that you achieve, like taking pictures and then uh, stuff like to be that. Scary, talking scarier to than Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. Um, from what oh, I've seen, yeah. it looks pretty scary. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, it's not, is it on Steam? And you, yeah. It's called Plasma Plasmophobia. It's, it's PH. Phasmophobia, oh. maybe? Yeah, it means like fear yeah. of ghosts. <laughs> Found yeah. it. Yeah. I said it wrong. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. All right. All right, um, sick. Nice all talking to right. you guys. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael, are you going to be on the line tonight? Uh, yeah, probably. You you may or may not see me. I, we gotta catch, I'm catching up with the boys, so I may or may not be on. But if you're on Discord, join. Yeah, 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 join. And I want to play some Warzone if you're down. So For sure. Know. All right, guys. Nice meeting you too, Derek. Yeah. Maybe uh, <laughs> next week. Next week, you're more than welcome to yeah. join. Uh, that we're shooting for Sick. next week as wait, usual. Wait, last question: Whose friend is Derek? <laughs> oh yeah, who invited this dude? <laughs> 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 That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.